Okay, everybody, welcome back. Another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. Football time, NFC South this evening with Johnny Rowe and Blaine Wheeler. Just want to give a quick apology for no episode last night with Alyssa and Curran. Um, they are moving into a new house. Um, they actually just moved in today. I'm going over there after this. So we will be back next week with them, but fired up to be here with Johnny and Blaine. Bringing it to you guys for uh, the NFC South for the 2022 NFL season. For those who don't know, NFC South, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Carolina Panthers. Um, There's been some mixed emotions back and forth between us three this week. Um, Here recently, I've been a little bit more pro-NFC South. The other two are very against it which makes a lot of sense. It is not a great division, but I'm going to try to keep it positive tonight as, as I always do, unlike Blaine. With that, Blaine, how are you today, buddy? I'm doing good, Carolina Collins. Doing real good. <laughs> this division is going to be fun. There's some big names that Tyron Matthew we're going to hit on, Tom Brady we're going to hit on, just some fun stuff. But uh, I'm, I'm fired up to be back, too. I can smell football. I text you this morning, 88 days, 87 days until the Chiefs kick off game one. So it's getting Ooh. closer. I love that. Johnny, how are you, buddy? You cut out for a sec, but I think you were talking to me, Chandler. Dude, I'm so Sorry. excited for this podcast. I'm so excited for this podcast. And I know that the division's not the best, but we've done, a, a, what, three of these now. And one of my favorite times of the week uh, as of late is getting on here and chatting football with you guys. It is just so much fun and uh, it gets me excited for the upcoming season. Um, yeah, just some interesting storylines throughout the division. Um Some teams that really need to get their shit together or their coaches might be out of a job. So, um yeah, I think we should just dive right into it. Yes, but before we do, Johnny, NFC South, very warm division, been very hot these last couple of days, so I have a good question for both of you. All three of us are pretty active guys, and I was driving home from the gym this afternoon and had immense back sweat, so I posed the question to both of you. What is worse, that lower back back sweat or pit sweat? And I'm going to start with you, Johnny Rowe. You're talking to the guy. I mean, I'm just such a sweaty, gross dude, like all the time. It's this it's this time of the year where, um, you know, we it went from like we had maybe two, three weeks of like really amazing weather, like 60s, maybe some low 70s. And then there was just nothing in between. It is now the time of the year where if you're outside in the Midwest for 30 seconds or more, you are sweating. And um, for me, I usually wear uh, like sweat wicking you know dry fit shirts so the back is usually taken care of um but man like if you're in social settings and you've got you know pit stains the size of texas there's really just no getting around it i mean you just have to walk like a penguin the entire night so um i'm gonna go with pit stains 100p or if you just like the night before you had a greasy burger and you just, you don't know if it's going to come out smelling a little iffy or yeah, not, the deodorant's the not working. Sweat. And it, it, it could happen. The pits are bad, but I'm like a, this maybe TMI, thank God for a gold bond. Cause I, down oh there, dude, horrible. I am literally, I'm all in on gold bond. Elite. Oh. Yeah. 
dude, it just gives you that tingle, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just was driving home today and I was like, you know, what? I'll ask the boys. That's actually a really good question. For me, I honestly think that it's back because like pit sweat, pit stains are like kind of normal. It's like, you really like, if you, I see one and I'm like, ah, that sucks. But like, I've been there. I have pit sweats all the time. The back is like an, ex, is like an exclusive type of sweaty. Like someone, if you see somebody with back sweat in a social setting, you're like, that guy, that guy needs a shower. Yeah, he needs. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll get back on topic here. Love, love that. Let's get into the NFC South, boys. Um, I'm going to start with the Carolina Panthers. You heard Blaine allude to it. I have been weirdly high on the Panthers. I was high on them last uh, last season as well. It didn't turn out uh, very good for me. Second year under uh, Matt Rule uh, from Baylor. Um, you know, I think that he is a good offensive mind, so we'll see. I think Johnny alluded to it in his um, introduction. Uh, he's a coach that if he doesn't get his shit together, he's definitely out after this year. No question about it in my mind. But when you look at this roster, you guys, I genuinely believe that they have un- very underrated weapons in the, in the NFL. I mean, I know Christian McCaffrey can't stay healthy, but when he is, he's one of the best running backs in the, in the league. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, which um, I saw this on Robbie Anderson – new spelling of his name new number and he says it's a new number new spelling of his name and new focus so i mean his rookie year he had 95 catches for 1096 yards it's somewhere in him last season he only went for 53 for 518 so i don't think he'll ever go that low again i think he i think he's going to get on the page with his quarterback but the problem is i don't know who that's going to be you look at this Mm -hmm. roster um, we disagreed a little bit, um, us three, uh, today in the chat, but, um, I would, I would imagine that right now, Sam Darnold is the starting quarterback, but they drafted Matt Corral. I wasn't really high on Corral. I felt like I watched a lot of Ole Miss. Um, I think he's a great football player, but I just don't see it in the NFL. I mean, guys, his size have to be very special talents and I just don't see that out of him, but who knows? I think that could be one of the best things for Sam Darnold, somebody that's going to push him. I mean, he's been in no situation where he's had anybody behind him that could even give him a remote chance um, to, to start over him. So I think the leash is short on Darnold. Obviously, as we see by them drafting Corral, they drafted uh, Ikem Aquano from NC State. Sorry if I butchered that. 6'4", 320 left tackle. Um, they're obviously trying to assure up that to protect whoever their quarterback is. Um, and then a guy that I watched a lot, um, if you listen to the college football shows in the fall, watched, watched a lot of Penn State. They drafted Brandon Smith, linebacker oh, from there, no. 6'3", 240. Kid's an absolute freak um, to go along with Shaq Lawson, who's a seasoned vet. And the last thing I'll point out before I turn it over to, uh, to Blaine, um, at, at, they have several guys out at OTAs, but the guys, like, they're su- super seasoned veterans and um, – uh, Matt Rule has has had them out there coaching um, the rookies, and I think that's a huge. I think it's a huge. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, morale boost. I think it's a huge culture uh, move um, for an organization that needs to get back to its winning ways. I mean, guys, they were in the Super Bowl in 15. Like they're not that far removed. I mean, that's not that crazy of a time frame. Um, I think when you do things like that, I think not only does it boost morale, but it starts building a culture of a player-driven team, and I think that's what you need in the NFL. I mean, look at the Chiefs, one of the most player-driven teams, 
and they're one of the best teams in the league. So with that, I have my spiel on the Panthers. I genuinely can see them making the playoffs somehow, backdooring their way into the playoffs. I'm not saying anything higher than a five seed, but they can make some noise if it all works out. Blaine, what do you got? Yeah, the question obviously is quarterback. Like, I want to like Matt Rule and what he did early on in his, whenever he became a coach in Carolina. Like, I was kind of impressed with some of the things he did in early last year too, but it's hard when you don't have a quarterback. Like, I okay, Sam Darnold has some things that is – okay but he's been horrible he has an arm he has the guys dj Moore, like you're saying dj Moore is legitimately one of the better wide receivers in football i believe if you put him in another system like with a joe burrow and cincy or with pat i mean he's just unreal and he's he's already pretty good at carolina so you add that and then carolina i think three of their offensive linemen this year or, or that started last year are set to be backups this year and when you have a guy like christian mccaffrey i mean that changes your entire outlook on what you can do with the offense. Matt Rule has always been through college, a run first guy, get some new offensive linemen in there with McCaffrey if healthy. There's, there could be some things looking up for Carolina offensively. Now, defensively, I'm not too sure on on, on uh, some of those things. I, I know you mentioned the guy out of Penn State, he's gonna replace Brandon Carter. He went to KC actually, so good addition on the back end for Kansas City, but there's just, I always have trouble predicting a team when an offensive line and, and picking up two guys, like you said, Iguanu and, and Moten, um, of, of what it's going to look like. I think there's upside, but I can't say that I believe there is. Um, I think they're a fringe playoff team, just like you're saying. I think I would echo a lot of the same stuff, guys. Um, the biggest thing that I have here, I have it in bold and with a, a square around it, quarterback hell. They're just in quarterback hell, and yeah. they have an owner. So they were on um, – I can't remember if it was Hard Knocks or the Amazon one, but they were on like a Hard Knocks show, and it was a couple of years ago. Um, their, their owner's name is David Tepper. I mean, this guy's you know multi-billionaire. Um, he bought the team in 2018. He just brought an MLS team, Charlotte, uh, to, 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 to that area. And, uh, you know, one of the first things he did was uh, when he – Bought the team was he um, a, a, an outdoor with a dome like practice facility. This guy's got money and he he doesn't have patience. He wants to win now, and that's why I think Matt Rule is uh, on the hot seat. A total yeah. a like like really likable guy um, has already brought two programs back from the shitter when he was at Temple and then at Baylor after all those allegations with you know all the that stuff with Baylor. So like he knows how to do this, but the thing about the NFL, it's just such a, what have you done for me lately uh, uh, league? And it's all about wins and losses that sometimes your leash is just shorter um, than it should be. He's 10 and 23 as a head coach, Matt rule. It's just not good enough when your owner is, 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 is investing that much time and money um, into the franchise. Not like other owners aren't doing that, but like this, 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 um, you know, hard knocks type show really showed you how involved uh, Mr. Mm. Tepper is with the team. So I really think Matt rule, like if, if they get off to a bad start might be like the first coach that, that could get fired this year. And, and whether that's just or not um, is, is beside the point. Some other things I want to say about the Panthers um, 
they do have some really dynamic skill position players. You guys already mentioned Robbie and DJ, um, but Terrace Marshall is a guy out of LSU who I think could have some success in this league. But again, they cannot get the quarterback position right. Sam Darnold just isn't it. And there's a reason why names like Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield are circulating so much in news circles around the Carolina Panthers. Because in the grand scheme of things, I don't believe Baker and Jimmy G are guys who can win, um, who can consistently win. And like, you know, I, I thought Jimmy G getting to the Super Bowl was remarkable for his career against the Chiefs in 19. But they're, they're, they're clear upgrades over Sam Darnold. Uh, Sam Darnold just is not the answer. And I know that I can sit the Panthers um, know that. And so, yeah, I like how they drafted offensive line. I think Matt Corral is just a shot for them. I don't think I don't think he's the future at quarterback, but they certainly have some talent on that team and, and on defense too with with Brian Burns and, and Jeremy Chin, former Valley yeah. guy. Shout out Southern Illinois. Not really and, though, because I just hate them. And too, they I, at corner, they I mean they have two former first round draft picks, JC Horn, CJ Henderson. When you look at this, we'll we'll talk about the I mean, you get Kyle Pitts in this division. You got Alave now, uh, Landry, you have now uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Like, you got to have for sure corners, and that's an upside, too, if they develop better than they have at Carolina. That could be something a little bit spicy to keep an eye out on, but that's kind of a wishful thinking on their part if they develop. Don't forget about Michael Thomas, too, in New Orleans. Yeah, Michael Thomas coming back. um, We'll get to them in a second. But great stuff there. Let's move to Atlanta. First off, shout out Lucas, who claims he's an Atlanta fan. John, you got anything for me on that? Is Lucas an Atlanta fan? Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, he had an Alex Mack jersey for the longest time, but that yep. twenty-eight to three uh, Patriots loss um, has crushed Lucas into the dust forever. Yeah, we also need to make sure that his arm's okay because he might have popped something uh, playing slow pitch on Monday. But that's a different story for a different day. When you look at the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, second year, another second year head coach, Arthur Smith. Um, I think his leash is a little bit longer than Matt rules in this season, because in all honesty, speaking of quarterback, hell look no further than the dirty South and the Atlanta Falcons. Um, they have Marcus Mariota and they drafted Desmond Ritter. Um, their first, their first overall draft pick was Drake London. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily hate it. But he's kind of like drafted another another Kyle Pitts. He's a big possession receiver kind of guy. Pitts is a little bit bigger than him being a tight end, but not any slower than him. Um, he ran kind of slow for a wide receiver at the combine. Um, from what I read today, Desmond Ritter looks like he's been in, he's impressive. I liked him at Cincinnati, but I did not think that he was that good. I really didn't. Um, everything I've read that he's really good from the from the neck up. He's taking the right approach to the NFL. Yada yada yada. But you can do all of that if you get in the game and you just he just made one little mistake each game against Cincinnati that if in the NFL, you're going to lose that you're going to lose that game, unlike in college where you can lean on, you know, just the being the better team. There really isn't a better team in the NFL. It's just who plays better that day. Um, I don't know the direction for their offense. I really don't. Their running back room stinks. I mean, shout out Damian Williams. He's on their team now, uh, playoff Damian. Uh, he'll always have special heart, a special spot in the heart for Chiefs Kingdom. But um, they drafted a couple of defensive guys. They're trying to revamp their defense. I don't, I don't, I think that the Panthers are in a much better spot than the Falcons. Um, I would take the Panthers quarterback hell over the Falcons quarterback hell. 
And with that, Johnny, what do you got for me on Atlanta? Yeah, good, uh, very uh, similar to what I have written down, Chandler, what you said. Uh, this is a, you know, I've said this, I think, about two teams already going uh, back to the start of these podcasts. This is a bottom five team. This, this is going to be a top five picking team in next year's draft, and, and they know that. Marcus Mariota is a bridge quarterback for this year. They want, um, you know, they, they want one of these top quarterbacks in, in this draft coming up. Um, I think Desmond Ritter I mean, what's his ceiling? Marcus Mariota? I mean, it's the it, I mean, it's, it's really a, a similar skill set. Arthur Smith, their coach, Chandler, that was, that was a good point that, that you made. Uh, his, he, he's not getting fired this year. Um, he brings over Marcus Mariota, who he, I believe, was on Tennessee when Arthur Smith was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee. So there's some familiarity there. And the owner of the Falcons is named Arthur Blank. He's totally different than Dave Tepper. I mean, he is just happy to be the owner of this team. He, he, he just likes having the Falcons and he, you know, he's always on the sideline talking to people like not up in the booth, watching the games. Like he is just an old man who, who loves the Atlanta Falcons. So Arthur Smith's going to be fine. However, this roster as a whole sucks. This is a bad team. Uh, Matt Ryan's gone. Russell Gage is gone. Hayden Hurst is gone. Dante Fowler's gone. You brought in Damian Williams, Casey Hayward, and, and Marcus Mariota. And your offense is centered around Cordero Patterson, who, you know, no, no, like not, not, not the, not the like worst player has done a lot of good things, but before last year, the guy was a gadget, like skill uh, returner, like, the, and then maybe got a few carries when like the bears tried to go galaxy brain. So like, uh, they're drafting big possession receivers for their shitty quarterbacks to just kind of throw it up to. Um, but really, guys, like, I don't see where the consistent touchdowns are going to come from. They're going to finish last in this division, and they're going to be picking in the top five next year in the draft. That's what I, I'm just trying to figure out, too. Like, they got, you can't rely on Drake London to be good or great as they, they kind of they expect him to be. No, he totally is. And you're relying on Kyle Pitts, who has one pretty good year. But I mean, he's not going to show a lot with a guy like Marcus Mariota. So you're you're then you look down else. I was looking at this and Alameda Zacchaeus, a a quick guy who could Autumn Tate from Cincy and, you know, and then Brian Edwards, a former first rounder from the Raiders. Like (laughs) that's who you're looking to outside of those guys. I don't. I don't see it. I don't think anybody does. And if you're an Atlanta fan, Lucas, listen to this. You don't. He might because he's just that way. But I mean, geez, it's it's bad. It, they're bad. I don't. I don't know. Casey Hayward, okay. AJ Terrell at, at corner. They're good at corner, but everywhere else they stink. And that's don't about forget it, so. too. Johnny was mentioning people gone. Calvin Ridley out this year. So True. yeah, yeah. Kyle Pitts is the target. Can he be that same dynamic guy? I mean, he had Calvin Ridley out there with him all last year. Russell Gage as well. So we'll see. Johnny, you have anything else you want to add? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I had Kyle Pitts in a couple of fantasy leagues last year, so I watched a lot of him. I mean, the guy, the guy had one touchdown last year, one. And I know he's a rookie. I know that tight ends take some seasoning. But, I mean, the guy ran routes all game long with Matt Ryan. So, like, you know, I was mentioning, you know, Drake London and, and Pitts. I mean, these guys are, you know, like, like basketball players, like, you know, elite athleticism, height, decent speed, um, can jump and go get the ball. 
but look who's supplying them the football. That's this is my point that I just beat into the dirt is that like if you just don't have quarterback right, it whatever you're doing doesn't really fucking matter. And they don't have quarterback right. And they still don't have an offensive line right. I mean, they got two for sure starters, and that's about it. And when you have those two combinations, you're in big trouble. Yeah, it could be a really brutal year for the Atlanta Falcons. Sorry, Lucas. Let's move on to the big easy, the New Orleans Saints. First off, before we get started here, shout out to our boy John Seabag, um, guest of the Figure It Out podcast, good friend of ours, an employee of the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans of the NBA. So um, I don't necessarily care about the Saints, but I can cheer for him because of John in the NFC. Why not? Um, so we're going to be big on the Saints this year. First year head coach Dennis Allen takes over for Sean Payton, legendary career. Don't you got? I, I just think that Sean Payton will be back coaching. Um, we can talk about that in a second, but I, something, something, I feel like something kind of weirds there. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I think the Saints are in a really good spot. There seem to be a franchise that is always in the mix, um, a tough out. Anytime you play them, no matter who they have, I feel like. Um, with the defensive-minded head coach, I think their defense is very good. It was very good last year. Um, I think they have legit dudes on it. Um, I think their O-line is one of the best in the league. When you pair that with a great defense, you can do a lot of shit. You got Alvin Kamara pending what happened with him at the Pro Bowl. I think he's going to be fine. He might miss a couple games. But I think his saving grace was quite honestly that he beat up a guy. Um, I think that's why it's like not that big of a deal. I mean, I think the guy was just talking shit and he got his ass kicked and it just happened to be by Alvin Kamara. I mean, I think that's just the cold hearted truth. Um, they have M Mark Ingram too, who I read an article today on saints.com that he's like revamping his career. I think he's in a great spot. What a running back room that is. That's a great tandem an underrated tandem. In my opinion, both can run the football between the tackles and Mark Ingram. Good luck stopping him inside the five yard line. In my opinion, that dude is tough to, Tough to stop. Um, huge addition in Jarvis Landry. Um, I would assume that Jameis is going to be the quarterback. Um, and I'm honestly okay with that in terms of their weapons and their and their running backs and their offensive line. It's all really all up to Jameis. It's what he can do with this offense, in my opinion. And so far, we've talked about three teams. He's the best quarterback we've mentioned by far. Um, they brought in Andy Dalton as well. I think that can only help Jameis. Um, I think Andy is honestly probably a really good coach on the sideline. And if you need him to go in, he's in and he can, he can win a game or two or three and maybe even four. I don't know. I don't want to get too crazy here on Andy Dalton, but um, I'm pretty high on the saints. Um, they have two new additions as well that we are going to love to talk about. Um, Tyron Matthew back stinks. Um, doesn't really do anything for me. Daniel Sorensen on the, on the saints as well. Take this with a grain of salt, but John Seaback said that he he might be the starter. Um, I don't know what they're seeing in those two guys. Uh, the Tyron thing, is, I think, is a bit of a nostalgia move, um, being that he's from Louisiana, like we talked about today. But I don't know what Dennis Allen, whoever the general manager is, and whoever the owner is of the Saints, were looking at when they watched Daniel Sorensen film to bring him in. I mean, I, I, I really do not understand – other than that, I think this team is is pretty pretty solid. I really do. Blaine? Yeah, I like it. And I'll leave the uh, former Chiefs talk to Johnny because I know he's going to have some things to say <laughs> about it. But I want to hit on losing to Ron Armstead. Like, he's one of the best offensive linemen in the last 10 years in the NFL. 
But you get a guy like shout out to the Valley, Trevor Penning, who I have heard nothing but phenomenal things out of you and I, like Baldinger. I know, I'm not sure if you watch, you guys watch his tape. He does great stuff, an offensive line guru, and he loves this guy. So you least replace one of your best players with one of the best prospects in the draft. What more could you ask for? And then you add a guy like Alave and, you know, the Saints are, are looking up. Like, who, who was that? Marquez Callaway, right, that they had as their number one last year. He's now their number four receiver. And Jameis looked pretty good weeks one through before he got hurt with just him and let give Jameis those weapons and let him – I mean, Jameis can make every throw on the field. Is it going to be a smart throw? We'll see how much they let him throw without Sean Payton because Sean Payton was a key to that, I think. And that's my biggest worry with this team. What's Jameis going to look like without Sean Payton with these new weapons? There's a lot of a very high ceiling. Scale it down a little bit. I still think they're a above 500 team, even if Jameis throws 20 plus interceptions like he had before. I like the Saints here. I like them a lot. Yeah, real quick before you go, John, I just want to mention another weapon that the Saints have. Lil Jordan Humphrey, none other than just his name. Um, got nothing else on him, but from Texas. L I L Jordan, Lil Jordan Humphrey. Lil apostrophe Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable name. Johnny, take it away, buddy. I remember when they drafted Lil Jordan. I I had to like double take. I, I for some reason was watching like the third day of the draft, and I just saw that name as like, you know, one of the 10 best players available. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me will jordan um but he actually has had like a touchdown or, or something last year but uh yeah guys you've really you know i'll try to keep this short but you've really said everything this is a team that really went through the ringer last year with the quarterback position which uh, it makes uh sense uh, that that sean payton was like okay i might need a year off because they had Jameis winston Taysom hill trevor simeon and ian book from notre dame start at quarterback like it makes total sense why Peyton's taken taking the year off. And I firmly believe that Sean Payton will be back coaching in the NFL um, soon. Dennis Allen was the head coach of the Oakland Raiders from uh, 2012 to 2014. And uh, both of those years, they were four and 12 and did not go well for, for Dennis Allen, but he's been a good defensive coordinator for uh, the saints. And um, you know, I, the reason I don't think the Panthers are going to make the playoffs is because I think the Saints are going to probably get that last spot. I think the Saints are just an overall better team. Um, I think uh, I think Jameis, like we've said, is is the best quarterback that we've talked about so far, but of course not in the division. And the team believes that too. He tore his ACL last year, and they came back and and gave him a two year, twenty eight million dollar deal uh, for for this year and next. So um, Jameis, we've seen him put up amazing numbers, um, and we've also seen him put up horrific. Uh, interception numbers too. So maybe he can, you know, he's post LASIK eye surgery now. So maybe he can dial that in a little bit and he'll have plenty of guys uh, to throw the ball to. And you guys have already named them all two other guys that have been off. They're going to be off of the roster this year um, that I think will have some impact. And they're on the defensive side. Uh, Marcus Williams is going to be uh, on the Baltimore Ravens this year. He signed a five-year deal and then his safety partner, Mar uh, Malcolm Jenkins retired. So um, they're going to have plenty of guys to fill those gaps. This is a talented roster, um, but losing Teron Armstead, Marcus Williams, and Malcolm Jenkins certainly won't be an easy thing to overcome. But yeah, Blaine hit it right on the head. Trevor Penning is sick, six seven, three twenty five, and plays nasty. I'm excited to watch Penning this year. Yeah, I think it's I think it's bright in New Orleans, guys. I really do. Um, and I've kind of I kind of 
went through the list of what teams I want to talk to in order in terms of brightness as we go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think we're all really can agree on this. Definitely the best team in the division by far. Um, it's theirs to lose. I have three things written down about them. Uh, they're a division to lose. Um, I mean, they have Tom Brady. Until he proves that he can't do it anymore, he can – I just have the utmost confidence in him. Um, I think that they are very well balanced. They got weapons all over the field. They run the ball well. They got a good offensive line. Um and the last thing I'll say about Tampa before I turn it over to Johnny is thank you for Ronald Jones uh, from Chiefs Kingdom. That's uh, really all I've got for Tampa. <laughs> I think it's really clear cut and dry for Tampa. I don't really see them um, taking any steps back as long as they have Tom Brady at the uh, helm. First year head coach is Todd Bowles, correct? True. Yeah. yeah Todd Bowles uh, steps up from the defensive coordinator. I believe he was there in Tampa last year um, for Bruce Arians, but I think that'll be a seamless transition. Um, he won't do anything with Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady's offense as it is everywhere he goes. But um, Johnny? Yeah, um, they're definitely going to win the division. I mean, the, it, it, how does Brady keep getting away with this? I mean, for so long, the AFC East was a fucking cakewalk. And then he goes to the NFC South, and it's just the same thing, guys. Like, he I don't just know recreated he it. Getting away. It's the same exact thing. Um, like it will take Brady getting injured for them to lose this division. And um, I just don't know how he keeps getting away with it. They ended their season with a 30 to 27 division round, a divisional round loss to the Rams um, when they were down big. And I thought Brady was going to pull off another big comeback, but uh, they lost that game. And yeah, Bruce Arians is out. Todd Bowles is in. They're really, uh, a, the roster is a little bit different, but remember how the big thing last year was they won the Super Bowl two years ago. They're going to bring it, the same exact team back and, and try to run it back. Well, um, they're bringing a lot of the same guys back, but there, there is a little bit of, of difference here. As far as the guys that are leaving, I think the biggest guy that's leaving, um, yeah, well, in terms of size and impact is going to be Ali Marpet. He just, he's an all pro guard who just up and retired. Um, so that's, that was kind of strange for me, but you know, I mean, those offensive linemen really take a beating and he's certainly uh, made his, his, his share of the money. Um, in the NFL. So they're going to replace him with Shaq Mason at guard. Um, they also took a guard uh, in, in the second round of the draft. And so um, they'll, they'll, they'll try to fix the, 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 the guard position there, but they also lost Alex Kappa. Alex yeah. Kappa is a, a Cincinnati Bengal now. And so there is some turnover on that offensive line. Chandler, you mentioned Ronald Jones, safety Jordan Whitehead is going to be a New York jet. And then OJ Howard's on the Buffalo bills, which look, I don't think they, they obviously were underwhelmed with what they got from OJ Howard, but God, I hate that he's on the bills. I hate that Josh Allen has that big target. And we'll get to that when we talk about the AFC East uh, here, here coming up in, in the, in the next few weeks. So they've lost some guys. They brought in Russell Gage, Shaq Mason, Keanu Neal and Logan Ryan, just some, you know, some veterans who can fill some gaps and, and they put the franchise tag on, on uh, Chris Godwin. So it's Brady, it's Fournette, it's Evans, it's Godwin. And they're waiting to hear if Gronk's going to play. If I had to put my money on it, you're going to see Gronk out there next year. And they're going to go to the playoffs, and they're going to fuck shit up and probably have a pretty good chance of going back to the Super Bowl, guys. I'm not as bought in on the Bucks as you guys. I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I should Love be. it. And everyone will be. But, I mean, you look – Leonard Fournette has had good years. I mean, Playoff just – Playoff plenty. Is it, 
Leonard Fournette's not a guy who I'm going to look at like in the next two years, they sent him to three year deal. My idea with the bucks is like, it's kind of now. And then the next they start slipping and slipping and slipping and slipping. Like this franchise is going in a direction where Mike Evans has been one of the better receivers in the NFL over the last 10 years. He's getting old Gronk's old Fournette's old Brady's there. Um, I, I mean, Vita Vase, who who plugs his whole team together, in my idea, and Tom Brady on both sides of the ball. But when you're looking at what Nola, like Nola has beat them the four last times they played each other, and Dennis Allen says, it's my division. Nola says, it's our division. Everybody in that city thinks that they're going to win this division this year from what they got in the draft, from what they've got in the offseason. They think they're better than Tampa Bay. If I were to bring a NOLA fan on, I, I truly believe that's what they would say. But I think it, with that being said, I think it's going to be a lot closer than you imagined. They're not running away with, with this division. Those are going to be really good games between these two. They both have tough schedules. If a guy like Gronk gets hurt, which is likely. If a guy like Fournette gets hurt, which is likely. A guy like Evans get, gets hurt, which is likely. I mean, they're they're very volatile. I'm not buying in on them because of that. Yeah, but – Okay. I mean, I see what you're saying and I'll raise you this. I mean, if they're all are fine all year, they're a wagon. Yeah. But Nola's got just as much talent. You really think so? Yeah, I do. Across the board, offensively, defensively, I think they got just maybe not at linebacker and at D line, but um, I mean, losing Whitehead Sue and a lot of those guys that you just mentioned, Johnny, I mean, they're not as strong everywhere as they ever have been. I mean, there's some there's some holes that could be exploited in my opinion with them you want me to go chan yeah okay yeah um i think that they are going to benefit from the nfc just being overall like pretty weak i mean they're a top three maybe you know they're a top three team in the nfc and i just think that the difference of experience uh talent at the quarterback position is maybe I'm less on Jameis than you guys. I just think that it is, I mean, you can't even quantify how much better Tom Brady is at this age than Jameis. Yeah. The saints have had uh, the Buccaneers number in the regular season. Tom Brady would eviscerate the saints in January. Like if they, if they had to play in a very meaningful game, like, dude, I just don't think the saints would, would stand a chance. And um, I, I, I don't even like saying that. Like, I don't want, I, 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 you know, Brady's won plenty. Like let's let some other people get some fucking chances here, but the track record is there. And if, if the, if, if you're giving me Jameis Camara, uh, Olave, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, like that's, that's a pretty good lineup. I mean, yeah. give me Brady Fournette, Gronk Evans and Godwin, like any day of the week. And, Say what you want about Fournette. The Buccaneers love this guy, and so does right. Brady. If you, I had Fournette in like one of my fantasy leagues that the team was fucking terrible, and Fournette was just going nuts at the end of the year. So they gave him a three-year deal, like you said. I just think that – I just think I'm, I'm just not going to bet against Tom Brady. And I'm not going to bet against his health either. I think the only thing that's going to keep Brady off of the – like that's going to end his career, it's not his wife. It's not his kids. It's not deflating footballs. It's not changing teams. Someone's going to have to hit him, and they're going to carry him off on a stretcher and feed him food through a tube the rest of his life. Otherwise, he's just going to keep winning. 
Yeah, I agree. I just looked up who the NFC South plays, uh, what division they play in the AFC. It's the AFC North. Um, so four presumably pretty tough games for Tampa mixed in there from the AFC. But I love what you said, Johnny, about the NFC being down top to bottom. It's way worse than the AFC. Um, and so they should benefit nicely from that. Um, great pod. Before we wrap it up, let's go through and we'll do our uh, rank of finish uh, for the NFC South for us three. I'll start it off. Um, I think mine's pretty chalk, but I believe it's going to be Tampa, New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta. Um, the only one that I could see flipping is I could maybe see the Panthers flipping, but I just don't see it as we sit here today. Um, I think that's pretty clear cut and dry in my opinion. Um, you know what, Blaine, let's start with you first, buddy. Give us yeah, your, uh, I don't want to pick New Orleans over the Bucks, but I think I'm going to. Like, there's just it. something. Please there's do. something that Todd Bowles coming in and being the guy. Love like, it. I, you know, maybe maybe it's a little haywire defensively, or I don't know he's that guy, but maybe it's a little haywire offense. Like, maybe there's something going on there in Tampa Bay that's not as stud as steady. Um, you could say the same about New Orleans, but I like New Orleans. I'll go New Orleans, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons. Love it, Johnny. Hey, Chan, when you said yours and you said you could see the Panthers flip, was that to second or fourth? Second. I believe that they could in the jump division. the Saints. Yeah, okay. in the division. But that's it. I, I, I don't see yeah. it happening. So then I'm going to have to agree with you. Buccaneers, Saints, Panthers, Falcons. My only change would be I could see the Panthers having a season from hell firing their coach and finishing last at like, like maybe with four wins in the bucket or in the Falcons get five or six wins or, I mean, something like that. I could just see both of those teams being really bad. I'm, I'm less um, on the, on the side of that. The Panthers could get to the playoffs. Who knows? Anything could happen, but yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep it the same as Chandler and, uh, and, and there guys real quick though. I wanted to say, I think Blaine raises a good point. Like, I I don't think this Buccaneers team is as good as the last couple of years, but with the NFC's current state, they're one of the better teams in the NFC. I'm, like, trying to go through my head. Like, out of the other teams in the NFC, who who are we taking in, like, a head-to-head -head against the Bucs or who, who's going to be their main competition, right? Green Bay, the Rams, and then it's the Bucs, right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I mean, maybe Dallas – Maybe. maybe Dallas I mean, and then no, maybe just no. Philly and then New Orleans and that's not your... Philly. Not well, I mean Philly. that everyone's way too. We'll get to that in our in our next episode. Trust me, I believe that too. But it's, okay. it's a thing. It's a thing out there. <laughs> Philly. You put you put you just no. I don't. I don't. I don't. But if you've been Philly listening to. No, no, you but if put you put it in New listening. Orleans, I can run this back. I will. No, I can. I can. I did it not. Out. I did not. I'm just trying to say it's a, it's a big thing. Everybody's high on Philadelphia this year, and I'm the same way. I think it's a bunch of bullshit hogwash. But I had to say, she so. said Dallas, Philly, New Orleans. No, because I just picked New Orleans over the Bucks. But I want to say one thing too, Johnny is, I'm putting. You said you maybe not not as high on Jameis. I'm putting my eggs in his basket. Like in a fantasy drafts, I'm waiting, 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 and I'm going to take him just because of those weapons. And I think he has a cannon. I took him last year because I bet on him. I believe in what he's doing in the off season. I think him under Drew Brees and learning that one year, the best thing to ever happen to that guy was to get out of Tampa. And yeah. now he's, now he's playing against Tampa. There's some, I, I, I don't know. That's why, that's why I'm doing that. 
I like it. I like it. I really do. Yep. Um, okay, boys. If no one else is, if nobody else has anything they want to say, I say we wrap it up. What an, another phenomenal uh, division preview, the NFC South this evening. Um, can't wait for next week when we do the last. We'll wrap up the NFC with the NFC East. Washington, Dallas, Philadelphia, Blaine's apparently new team, and yes. um, the Washington Commanders. Um, that should be a fun episode. I think there's some. I think there can be some. Uh, oh, we forgot about the Giants as well. We forgot about the New York Giants. I think I might have said the Commanders twice, but um, uh, I think it'll be a good episode, um, boys. I think that's it. I appreciate it. We'll See talk yep. to you guys next week. Okay, peace.